0: Welcome to the Final Siren podcast. Thanks to Draft Central for all your pathway related content across Aussie rules, basketball, and netball. Visit Draft Central. Dot com dot au. This is the NAB League Boys edition. I'm Matthew Cox. Great to have your company. And joining me in the studio today is the Chief Editor of Draft Central, Pete Williams. Pete, it was another big weekend of action for round seven in the NAB League Boys.
1: Yeah, it was a good weekend of football all round. There were some uh, interesting results and some standout players, which we'll discuss later.
0: Also joining us, we've got another uh, special guest this week on the NAB League Boys edition, one of the multitude of roving reporters out there that's covering footy week in week out it's a pleasure to welcome draft central's ed pasco into the podcast for the first time
2: yeah thanks a lot it's uh, good to finally be on here
0: Sounds so enthralling, doesn't he? He sounds a little bit nervous, but there's a reason why we got him in, and that's because the under-16s trialled uh, on the weekend, and Ed will be giving us a full rundown of that. But first, let's review round seven of the NAB League boys, and it kicked off on the weekend with the Murray Rangers defeating the Geelong Falcons 14-8, 92-10, 11-71. And a player that was one of the best on the weekend for the Bush Rangers. An athletic key tall for them, Ben Kelly, Pete.
1: Yeah, Ben Kelly's one player that I I think is one to watch in terms of the 19-year-old. We know that sometimes there's maybe two or three at the end of the year from the, uh, you know... Uh, NAB League, former TAC Cup system that get drafted and Ben Kelly's one that he isn't a speedster, like he's not like a, a Max King or someone like that that can run it in like three seconds, but he's someone that he, he he moves fairly well for a tall and he's able to play pretty much anywhere on the field, he mostly plays through the ruck or, or in defence and he, he actually can rebound and create some run and offensive play, so he's a lot more than just a tall, he, uh, he does move fairly well for his size so that's something to sort of keep in mind and O- on the weekend he had the uh, the 16 touches, three marks, 28 hitouts, five clearances and three inside 50. So he's certainly um, had a good game
0: on the weekend was a key player for Murray. The Dandenong Stingrays they continue their impressive start to the 2019 season 1613 109 defeating the Western Jets 6-10, 46. a standout in this match racking up 19 touches, taking six marks and kicking four goals too, was the vice captain for the Stingrays, Ned Cahill.
1: Yeah, Kale's uh, one that uh, is quite an interesting prospect. He's had a consistent year. He's kicking multiple goals each week. So he's someone that uh, comes in, plays on a wing or half forward and just gets forward and kicks uh, some important goals. And he's got a bit of creativity about him. And he's an exciting player that sort of showed a bit last year and he's really coming into his own this year.
0: The next match of the round. This was a close one up at Queen Elizabeth Oval. The Tassie Devils just getting over the line eleven ten seventy six to eleven eight seventy four. A player that we want to talk about from the pioneers side. He was named as one of the best on the weekend. Kicked two goals for them. Sam Conforti, and he was a. He's, he's described as a natural footballer, Pete, um, but he's been consistent throughout the start of the season for this pioneers lineup. Yeah, he's had a good good start to the
1: year, and uh, without the likes of you know Brody Kemp and Thompson Dow in the lineup because of school footy, he's been one that sort of stood out. Uh, it's worth mentioning he was the uh, under 16s MVP for Vic Country, so he captained them as well. So he's certainly a standout. And um, while he's not the uh, the quickest player going around, he's you know he had the thirty touches, eight marks, and uh, four inside. 56 rebounds and a couple of goals so he certainly covers the ground really well. So that's certainly uh, a, a a good thing for him and and very important for Bendigo.
0: The Gippsland Power defeated the Calder Cannons 12-12 84 to 9 33 a player that is standing strong in this Power lineup. Again, probably not as high high as some of the other uh, players going around at the moment, but Brock Smith He's a great leap, Uh, 75 centimetres he tested for the running vertical jump uh, earlier this year and 61 for the standing vertical. So he's uh, got some athleticism about
1: it. Yeah, he's got a a very nice leap there and, you know, having the 28 touches, 7 marks, uh, 6 rebounds and and kicked a great goal from outside 50 on the weekend to really spur his team on. Uh, He's one of the key players in the Gippsland lineup. We've heard a lot about, you know, Caleb Sarong and, and Sam Flanders but he's uh, another one that's quite important that's grown up with them through the AFL academy and things like that along the journey and he's sort of like that third prong I guess if you like and the one that plays in that defensive half of the ground but the last two weeks he's been sensational added an offensive game to his uh, very good uh, defensive attributes so he's one that's certainly uh, really working, uh, working on that offensive game and getting better.
0: The Greater Western Victoria Rebels went down to the Northern Knights on the weekend, 14-10-94 to 9 8 A player from the Rebels, we mentioned him a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, Jay Rantel. Uh, he was impressive in the match that the Rebels played up at Queen Elizabeth Oval as part of the country uh, round triple header a few weeks back. And an interesting stat, he has got elite endurance, which puts him into the Sam Walsh, Bailey Smith category.
1: Yeah, he tested uh, the preseason fitness testing day twenty two point one, which is I- in that uh, elite category. Certainly, if you can get in the high twenty ones or over twenty two, you're certainly doing very well on the yo yo. And he's got a really high endurance base, and you can tell on game day because he just gets everywhere on the field and. On the weekend, he had the 36 touches, 5 marks, 7 clearances, 6 inside 50s and 2 rebounds. And what you can tell from his game is he actually played more of an outside role, which is a bit different to what he's used to because often he's uh, that inside ball winner because he does have to work on his kicking a bit. Um, But what he did was obviously create a bit of run and drive and, and win plenty of the ball on the outside and handball it off to teammates and just keep it going forward. And we know he can hit the scoreboard as well, so... He's certainly a damaging player uh, and once he can sort of get, a, I guess, a bit more used to uh, to footy, he did come from basketball, then he'll certainly build on his game a bit more.
0: And he seems to be developing into the season as well. He wasn't a standout in the opening couple of rounds, Mm. but he's gradually getting better, which is a positive sign for him. In the final game of the round... A little bit of an upset, even though a certain person yeah, in the studio them. predicted that last week. The Eastern Rangers continue their impressive run, 8 7 defeating the Sandringham Dragons, six ten forty six. A player, w- well, before I get to the player that uh, you've identified that you want to talk about, we've mentioned multiple times already this year that Eastern Rangers are a consistent, they're a very team outfit, mm. a, a good uh, unified team. Zach Pretty though, is a player that you want to discuss. He's testing earlier in the year, 3.18 for the 20-metre run, 8.52 for agility, and two, 21.2 for the yo-yo test.
1: Yeah, so for an inside mid, like it's probably about average or just below average, um, but a- above average for the uh, endurance. So he's obviously uh, suited to that inside role with those testing results. He's had the 33 touches, seven marks, and he's really balanced in his contested, uncontested work. About 50%, uh, nine clearances, four inside fifties, and four rebounds. And he he's a player that just gets the job done week in, week out. And he's having a really strong season in there because they know they've got to play the likes of you know Cody Hurst and Mitch Mellis realistically as outside outside mid slash small forwards. So for someone like a Pretty, he can actually play that inside role and uh, benefit from it.
0: And it's a good season, as I mentioned, for the Eastern Rangers. They currently sit second on the ladder with five wins and two losses. Equal on points with the Gippsland Power... The Dandenong Stingrays, courtesy of their draw against the Geelong Falcons, sit two points ahead of them. That's how the top three is shaping up the Sandringham Dragons also around the mark as well. That's round seven of the NAB League boys. Head to afl.draftcentral.com.au for a full recap of the weekend's results. Coming up next, Ed Pascoe is going to take us through what happened at the Vic Trials for the under-16s. You're listening to the Final Siren podcast thanks to Draft Central. Head to draftcentral.com.au for the best insight into into the talent pathways across Aussie rules, basketball and netball. We had uh, an event on the weekend featuring a lot of talented under-16s testing out for the Vic Metro and Vic Country sides on the weekend. Ed Pascoe went along to Icon Park, I think they were playing Yeah, it was
2: on the Saturday. Would have been uh, nice and fresh down there. Oh, yeah. We had a few of the older guys up the top trying to hide away in the boxes there. It was quite the interesting little scene there. But, no, it was a good day for it. Let's uh, take a look at some of the talent that uh,
0: you've identified that had a good performance on the weekend, starting with the Vic Country in the first game, Indy Parrish, who that name... uh It's been around considering he's got three brothers that have come through the under-18 system. It's
2: almost like every year we've got another parish playing for the Geelong Falcons. And, uh, uh, of course, this guy is going to be for the 2021 draft. And you just have to look at him even before the game, all his mannerisms, his look, he looks exactly like all his brothers. And uh, he's a very similar player to Darcy. So through the midfield, he's got those clean hands. He wins the hard ball, kicked a nice goal on the run as well. So showed he could go forward and do a bit of damage. Uh, they moved him back in the last quarter just to do something different. So it was more of an exhibition for him, but you could certainly see the, uh, the Parrish bloodline there. And standing at 183 centimetres, he's already taller than Darcy. So with a couple of years of growth, he could become that big inside mid. Compared to his brothers, of course, Darcy's now playing at Essen and Cassidy's on the
0: VFL list with Werribee, I believe. Finlay currently playing for the Geelong Falcons. Where does he rate in that bloodline?
2: Oh, it's hard to say off the one game, but he has a lot of similarities to Darcy, and seeing as Darcy was the one to make it onto an AFL list, I think Indy might be one that's certainly one to look for in the 2021 draft. For the Vic Metro side, a player from the Sandringham Dragons, Josh Sin,
0: described as a versatile type of player. How did he perform on the weekend?
2: Yeah, so Josh Sin was fantastic. So he started down back, taking heaps of intercept marks. He's got a big, long-ranging left foot. He just attacks the ball at speed in the air, and he's always quick to play on. Um, He took one awesome intercept mark, just running at speed. He had, I think, a shot at goal after the uh, intercept and just missed it, but certainly showed his talent. And they uh, moved him forward in the second half, and within the first few minutes, he's come out and taken a mark and swung around quickly on his left boot and almost kicked a goal from 50. So, yeah, you can kind of see the... uh, the uh, the comparisons to uh, like a uh, James Sicily, so of course James Sicily is the right footer, but that similar type who's in that one eighty six centimetre range, plays tall, quick, a lot of confidence, and he certainly looks like one to uh, watch.
0: In the second match for the G W V Rebels, playing for the country on the weekend, Ben Hobbs. Everyone loves a midfield bull, and he's shaping up to be another one.
2: Yeah, absolutely. He just looked just. A class above in the country game, especially for his team in country. He just won countless amounts of the ball, both on the inside and the outside. Even kicked a couple of goals, showing he could do some damage as well. It looked like he played a lone hand in that country team. They got smashed in that second game, but he was the one who could certainly hold his head high and definitely one to watch because he looked an absolute ball magnet. Be good for the Rebels if
0: you can continue on that uh, list and trajectory. For the Metro side in that second game, Tyler Sonsi from the Eastern Rangers. He impressed you,
2: a a quick and composed player. Yeah, absolutely. He uh, was on the uh, recruiter's lips after the game. He certainly had a very good game. He just looked quick, composed. Every time he had the ball, he was on the move. Uh, never rushed, using the ball well on his favoured left foot, but could even kick on his right. He looked equally good on his opposite foot. Uh, He dominated the first half and Metro were dominating the game, so they moved him down back in the second half and, gee, he absolutely tore it down there as well, just kept on racking up the ball. Uh, The opponents tried to get to him, he'd get off them. He just looked absolutely phenomenal and he's definitely one from the Eastern Rangers to look out for in the 2021 draft. And a good a good player to keep an eye on into the futures rounds where we expect to see some
0: of this talent uh, make an entry into the NAB League season uh, in a couple of weeks' time when that comes into play. Some of the other names that uh, you spotted on the weekend that have either got uh, a father-son bloodline or had a a very solid game.
2: Yeah, so um, we had the father-son of Nathan Lovett Murray in Nyawi Moore. I believe that's how it's pronounced, but... He certainly looked a uh, classy little forward. He's had, He moved well. He kicked the first goal of the game and with a lovely snap. And uh, He didn't get a lot of the ball, but he could definitely see those exciting attributes. He had one great play on the wing where he won his own ball and got the ball back and had a nice run. So he looks a prospect.
0: That's good for uh, considering there's a couple of Essendon supporters in this room. We look forward to, to seeing him. Anyone else that uh, stood out on the day for you?
2: Yeah, so we had... Um Luca Anderson, the younger brother of Noah Anderson, who looks set to be either a number one or number two pick this year, certainly looks exactly like him. He's got similar haircut, he's similar play style, hard at it. He's 187 centimetres, so good size. He mostly played on the wing, no fuss, just got a lot of the ball, kicked a nice snap goal. And they even moved him back down in um, in the last quarter and won a good one-on-one, just showing he, he could be pretty versatile as well.
0: It's hard to believe there's another Anderson coming through the ranks. Imagine, just putting it out there hypothetically, imagine if Noah goes number one this year and in a couple of years' time his brother goes number one.
1: Yeah, it would be a pretty uh, crazy coincidence, really, a pretty crazy uh, situation in itself because I don't think that's sort of happened. You've had brothers that go pretty high, um, but not usually both number ones. Or
0: Don't sound too excited or enthralled about (laughs) <laughs> Potential prospect You just sit there and Contain yourself It's a
1: few weeks A few years away now uh, oh, You're you only don't get the get immediate it looking That's why we had to bring it in Just build in, in. And you Just build, build Slowly
0: <laughs>
2: <Just>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That was the uh, Vic Metro and Country Trial Games For the under 16s As Ed said They're a couple of years off from being drafted, but there are a couple of names to keep your eyes on, and especially with futures round coming up in the NAB League boys. Head to afl.draftcentral.com.au for all that information. After the break, we'll preview round eight of the NAB League boys. Round eight of the NAB League boys kicks off on Saturday at 10am with the Northern Knights taking on the Oakley Chargers out at Shepley Oval. This game, if you like, is a curtain raiser ahead of the NAB League girls finals which will be played later that day. The Bendigo Pioneers are also taking on the Sandringham Dragons at one o'clock on Saturday. And a match that we'll be keeping our eye on, not so much because of the, the talent out there, but more so the contest between these two sides. The Murray Bushrangers going up against the Colder Cannons. That match kicking off at 2 o'clock up at Normins Oval. The Bushrangers, they've been good, but not great. The Colder Cannons, there's big question marks over them at the moment. Yeah, they're sort of uh, up and down uh, here and there. They
1: did have, they managed to string a few wins together before last round, but uh, then obviously they were outclassed by Gippsland, who are going to be one of the, the better teams this year. Uh, it's sort of hard to see where they're sort of sitting overall because right now it's hard to judge too much form for any team realistically because so many are missing either school kids or, you know, the, the depth of the draft in itself isn't, uh, I guess, crash hot from the Victorian perspective. So uh, it's sort of hard to really work out who to look too much into, but I do think Murray might have got a bit of form from uh, the Geelong game and they haven't been blown out of the water by any means in any of their games, which despite having a two, four record, we spoke about it last year, last week, sorry. uh, They're at 97% from Geelong. two wins and uh, four losses. So that's pretty good. And I, I think percentage tells a story. And given they 97 and Calder, despite having the extra win, are only at 68. I think that's a really good indicator. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely going Murray in this game.
2: Yep, uh, same with me. I'd be going for Murray as well. Uh, Colder last week, they had countless opportunities inside 50, but just weren't hitting the target. So when you got guys like uh, Lachlan Ash down back for Murray, he's probably going to rack those ones up.
0: Uh, name to keep an eye on too, courtesy yeah. of uh, Pete Williams. You just mench- mentioned it a couple of times. occasionally on you this mean, podcast. Su- surprised you didn't mention him in that little spiel that I you just gave us. I was <laughs> to. I knew he'd get brought up. The Geelong Falcons take on the Western Jets also on Saturday at 2.45 down at Avalon Airport Oval in Werribee.
1: Yeah, the two sides. Obviously, Geelong are now the, the bottom Victorian team after Murray's win over them uh, on the weekend. And uh, Western has sort of been really up and down. Um, they've sort of had the three wins, three losses. Uh, it's sort of, they're both sort of inconsistent. They've got some players that sort of stand out, but I actually quite like some of their bottom ages in both in both scenarios, particularly Geelong. Like, Oliver Henry keeps really standing out. I quite like him as a prospect up forward. Uh, he, he kicked another few goals on the weekend, and I just think the way he's coming along is quite nice. Uh, and Western Darcy Kassar might be someone who, like, might play on him potentially, and uh, he's someone who he, he was a bit inconsistent uh, with his disposal on the weekend, but overall he's had a pretty good season and he's uh, another player that might be worth watching uh, throughout the year.
2: Yeah, so um, it's going to be a hard one to pick, especially with uh, uh, the with Geelong. You, they've been a bit unlucky a few times earlier in the year. They probably could have won that one against Ani Nong, but uh, the Western Jets, they've got their barometer in Josh Honey, who is certainly a talented player, but When he's up and about, Western Jets usually win. And if he's uh, not up and about, they usually lose. So I'm tipping him to bounce back after last week and have a good game and for a Jets win. But, of course, if uh, Honey's not uh, off to a good start, it might mean uh, a Geelong victory.
0: I didn't tip. I'll go Geelong. I realised that before (laughs) I moved moved you on. Um, I'm going to go for Geelong too. i just got a feeling that they might kick into gear this week. I don't know why. I can't explain why I think that, but that's just what my gut's saying, which usually means it's wrong. On Saturday as well at 3.30 down in Tassie, we've got the Devils taking on the Stingrays. This match is at Blundstone Arena. Not a test for the Stingrays. I think they should get the the job done. But you never know, given that they've got to travel.
1: It's not that far
0: to Tassie. Coxie. I know, but it's a I mean, little bit colder than what it there, here there it is in the Dandenong Ranges. Like,
1: oh, not that cold. Look, I, I think Dandenong will get this job done and get it done well. Um, yeah. I, I, why? Why? Because they're getting it done every single week, Coxie. Look at where they what, are.
0: What changed, though? Because they were they had close they were getting over the line with close results in the first 3 rounds including the draw. Yeah. And now they're smashing sides off the park.
1: So when the teams were full strength, they were going close to them, and when they're not full strength, they're belting them off
2: the park. Thank you Pete Williams. Ed, your tip. Um <laughs> uh, picking Danny Nong, but yeah, you never know with uh Tassie's home ground advantage like well honestly Danny Nong should probably win that, but uh, Tazzy know the ground pretty well, so I expect them to at least in the first half give a pretty good fight. I'm hoping they're competitive. I'm,
0: I'm tipping Danny Nong. We knew who you were <laughs> tipping. Um, I'll tip the Stingrays as well, but I'm bullish about Tassie, as I have been all year.
1: Oh, hopefully it's a good game. Like, it should be. Uh, Mitch O'Neill's due back in the next week or two, so that might be something to watch. Whether it's this week or the or the next, or whether they just rest him till the start of champs, but he's supposed to be back in the next couple of weeks, so that'll be something that. Um, Tassie will be looking forward to
0: on Sunday the final game of the round the Gippsland power takes take on the GWV Rebels Uh, this game one o'clock at Windy Hill which follows the NAB League girls invitational game between the Oakley Chargers and the Tassie Devils
1: yeah it's going to be an interesting contest this one the uh
0: the Rebels probably really
1: need a win in this game um but uh it's going to be tough for them I think uh yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I don't really know how to go with this one.
2: Uh, okay, we can hear. <laughs> Ed, I'll go to you then <laughs> for some insight. Yeah, so I- I'm expecting Gippsland to win this one, but you never know which uh, Rebels you're going to get. Because Rebels, at times, they can come out and play some absolutely ripping footy, and then other weeks, you know, just, just fall short, but... Uh, with some of the Gippsland players like your Brock Smith and Fraser Phillips starting to really uh, kick into gear, I'm tipping a Gippsland win. Yeah.
1: Re- realistically, Gippsland should win this pretty comfortably. Um, but the Rebels have been uh, shown signs at times. Rantel's one example, but Gippsland certainly look like they just kicked into gear on the weekend. So I think that certainly when it comes to whether Gippsland can play at the full strength, which I think they can, um, then they should get the job done.
0: Wendy Hill, not the greatest of venues for the Gippsland Power. But I still think they should Mm. get the job done. Uh, That's round eight of the NAB League Boys. Head to afl.draftcentral.com.au for a full preview heading into the weekend. And that's it for this edition of the final Siren podcast, the NAB League Boys edition. It's been great to have Ed Pascoe in the studio with us. Thanks. It's been a pretty uh, interesting time. (laughs) That's one way of describing it. And speaking of interesting, I reckon we're going to drop you back to the seconds next week that your performance today was very ordinary. Thanks very much for your company. I'm Matthew Cox. We look forward to your company next week on the final siren podcast for the NAB League boys. Again, head to afl.draftcentral.com.au for comprehensive coverage across the season. And also you can find Draft Central on social media, Pete.
1: Yeah, at Draft Central Oz A-U-S, on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter all the content you need.
0: We'll see you next time here on the Final Siren Podcast.
2: Thanks to Draft Central.